Why, hello, hello. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Um, this is the Savage, Savage Gentleman Speaking to Episode 2. Um, today we'll just be kind of having some free flow speaking about just kind of everything, talking to each other, hanging out. Um, I did some business stuff today. I know Hakeem did. I know uh, Corey's a buddy of mine. Uh, he's deeply into motorsports as well. Um, Loves some video games, hardworking guy, good-looking, handsome dude. Uh, he is one of the few men who actually possesses power. Um, and he has his children because he's a real man. He's a savage gentleman. He he has never not had his kids. Uh, he is part of the 1% of men who possess power in this world. Um, so thank you for being here, Corey. Uh, yeah. So what is going on, guys? Hey, what's up, Chris? Oh, well, I thought my hey, headset was plugged in. My bad. Uh, hey. I hope you guys can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, brother? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I heard you the whole time, the intro. So, no problem. Yeah, man. It's savage speaky, savage gentleman speaky number, speakeasy number two, huh? National Buffalo Soldiers Day. Ready and forward. Men before us suffered for us to be free. Our grandfathers slept in foxholes, clutching pictures of their wives for us to be free. Do modern men need more hardship and suffering? Is pain necessary for growth and progression? Nice. All right. So, yeah, man, life without pain is a fantasy. <laughs> uh, can you guys still hear me? All right, you can hear me. Uh, That's so weird. Yeah, like, yeah. I had a, um, it, uh, this, uh, it's a new app. I um, because I, I plugged in my headset. I thought my headset was on, and then it wasn't. So then I. You know, turned on my, you know, I got these Sony uh, Bluetooth um, wireless headphones oh, or whatever. Um, We're here. Yeah, it's We're here. Here. cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just kind of put that in there just, you know, because I think it's, um, it's a good point, you know, I mean, I know we're, we may not be necessarily talking about that right now, but, um, but I mean, I guess you know. I mean, the whole thing is like life is pain, right? I mean, I mean, not you know. I mean, it's just there's just certain level of of existing that is misery. But that's where, I mean, that's just being a man in general. I feel right. Like I mean, yeah, women have their own things that you know they have to suffer you know, every day, day in and day out, and not like raising children are easy. Um, but I mean, for example, like you know, I, I had to go through some of that stuff with my ex to get to where I'm at now. You know, um, and uh, you know, I had to go through some of that, all that haterade BS in the last few days to to spark my um, real create you know creativity to like take this to the next level. And uh, and Gary V kind of posted something like that earlier on a reel saying the same thing, and he's like, I guess uh, he, you know, he watched some somebody tweeted him where somebody drew like a koi fish drinking boba for his boba business. And his friend was like, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, so he just, you know, ironically tweeted about it and it like blew up. People are like, Oh my God, I love your like doodling. I love your sketch. Like, you know, uh, can I get a sticker of it? Can I get a, you know, uh, get it on a t-shirt? Um, so, you know, just because like, so he turned somebody's disagreement with his work or somebody's disapprovement of it, you know, cause maybe because they're insecure or whatever it is, or, you know, whatever it may be that, you know, you know, this is apathetic humans are doing these days. Um, and it turned into something great for him. Uh, and the same thing's kind of happening for me right now. So it was just weird that, 
you know, he, he, had, he had posted that today. Um, what, uh, today, um, because you said, so it's just kind of similar events. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there are a lot of coincidences in his life, man. Yeah, and yeah, man, I mean, it, this, this is true. This is true. Um, you know, I sent a, a message to Nicole Thornton. <laughs> They're in Isla White today. Man, I sent it to her like her official email because then you know Isla White can see it. So I sent it to her like her her, her personal um, Instagram. Uh, but she she was the the person on the the county board who liked my comment during the the live council meeting. Okay. Um, and and uh, yeah, you know, we, what was the live council meeting for? That was in Smithfield. Um, that was for like going over, you know, decisions that they had made inside of a closed meeting um, about some new construction there in the county and, you know, some other things they were trying to pass with, like, some some things with the roads. So you're telling me they had a, an open meeting about the closed meeting? No, which is weird. So, <laughs> so they, 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 they had an open meeting. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, I guess you're right, right, right. So they have an open meeting about all of the, all the decisions they had already made inside the closed meeting. Yeah. They were just like, we're just letting you know that we've already decided on everything, and here are the answers. <laughs> like, cracking me pretty much, you know. Um, but I let her know how how you know her um, liking my comment, and can I can I, I knew her face, I didn't, and I didn't know where her exact position like inspired me to say some of the other things that were on my heart during the meeting um, or during the, the council's meeting, uh, especially when it came to putting that gas station where they want to put it at. And, you know, they had expressed how much money they'd already spent in the county to get the intersections traffic rating to such a high level and how putting this gas station there would instantly drop it to a D minus or an F level. Um, but then they were like bragging about how much money they spent to get it to such a high level. And then like crush their own state into their own statement by saying, you know, so I think this would be good because we'd make, you know, like some money to, to be able to pay that off, you know, to pay that back. It's like, that doesn't even make any sense. So you would bring it down to a D rating, you know, to an F rating. (laughs) To make a little bit of money back that you just spend to bring it up to a pretty much an, you know an A rating, and it's right next to the school, and you'd have to make a weird turnabout and like all this other stuff, and you know it, it's going to put children at risk, and um, local deputies would have to have you know extended hours you know to work the intersection, um, you know, and uh, who who was it? I think it was a Wawa. Yeah, and, you know, and Wawa didn't propose to like pay additional uh, revenue to the county for their salaries, you know. And the county spoke on it. They're like, "Yeah, well, you know, so we'd have to use you know additional local resources to to work that intersection, um, you know." And one of the lawyers from Wawa, you know, he when he was introducing them, of course, all the corporate guys didn't even stand up. They had no respect to even stand up when being introduced um you know said it will say oh yeah well you know we have enough money or or maybe it was a representative for the county that you know it works is working that project was uh yeah. stating that that you know 
they were providing all of the funds to get the project done and that that wasn't common, you know, that, hey, we'd had some gasoline projects and some gas station projects in, in the county previously, and we helped those uh, buyers, you know, or franchisers or whatever, and we got the money back over time. So he was like, yeah, well, you know, they have all the money to pay for it. So before he even before his ass cheeks touched the fucking seat when he stood up, um, I had already punched in. Well, great. So he so there's no problem with prioritizing our children's safety and paying our deputies. Like yeah. I said that, you know, and it's on a posted, you know, it's posted live on a live video, I mean, on a live recording, you know, on the county's website. And so now when anybody, you know, clicks on it, they're going to see what I'm saying. And if they watch the video, they'll see where it's time synced. So they'll see why I'm saying what I'm saying. And it's going to be thought provoking for them. Um, and that was the goal because we don't need another, you know, multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporation coming into a small rural town and then not giving the town any tax revenue. You know, they, they might have three or four employees that get paid under livable wages or at livable wages, you know, livable you know, wages to these companies are what, you know, $10 an hour, you know, $13 an hour. That's not actually livable, you know? Um, so, so, so they're, so they're getting poverty pay, you know, um, we're putting school kids at risk. Our deputies would have to be there. So that would take additional money out of the County's pocket from our, from the, you know, the taxpayers. Um, and they and they'll make millions and millions and millions of dollars off of selling all this gas and all the products inside the store and all these other things off of every single citizen for how many decades, you know. Um, so yeah, I was so just, I was I was uncomfortable with that. Ultimately, like one of your biggest goals is to help um, to clean up the environment and keep it safe, uh, especially in this one area in Smithfield where uh, you. I uh, used to live, used to call home. And also at this time, I mean, there's several things going on besides the fact there's, you know, the issues with the, um, with the environmental, the, the environmental hazards or the potential environmental hazards, but also the, uh, the VFW and several other things. So it seems like we have a couple of of the different uh, objectives and emiss- missions and initiatives at hand that we have to take care of. It's pretty cool and put this on the ground and get things done. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got our we've got our work cut out ahead for us ahead of us, but we're gonna we're gonna make it work. Yeah, no, there's most no, certainly, you know, and there's no, you know, yeah. holding back. A lot of people don't do any of the stuff. It's just, it seems. Hey, um, hey, you, you, you might want to close the app and then come back because you're, um, and unless it's, unless it's on my end, um, because you're like, you're like, you got really bad lag. You got really bad latency right now. Oh no, it's better now. That's weird. Dude, you had a really bad latency there for a second. Okay. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, hey, I mean, you're, you're outside. So, um, but you, you're right. Nobody's doing anything and you know, we've got to take action. And sometimes you can't always be so super formal. You still have to be nice. You can't just be, you know, some screaming ape 
which is where you know you know quote unquote alphas you know do they could know these are they are these these psychotic alphas and they're not really alphas because if you look at any real research none of that is functional in animal society that's why it's not functional in human society um that just doesn't get anything done you know but you got to be assertive you got to be knowledgeable you got to be well spoken um you know you got to be able to get people's you know attention and keep them engaged and um, I think I do a decent job of that, and, and the message I sent Nicole was was of that type, you know, that kind of tempo. Um, and she's a Christian too, you know, and she's in, she's she's a Black American woman. But what does that um, so mean? That's, that that's mean? a big she's thing a too. too. Why does that even matter? Because you, you're a Christian, uh, she's a Christian too. So it's what is that? What does that have anything to do oh, with anything? Well, I, I think I think it's it's the the way she describes herself as a Christian, at least like some of the verbiage she used in her profile. Um, you know, okay. the, usually these, you know, uh, cause I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess I don't really super identify as a Christian. I'm just, I'm some spiritual, um, but, uh, not everybody in this atmosphere is willing to put out their religious preference or what they're doing or how they feel. Um, so that's well, right, a lot of people anyway. think religion then, is stupid. Right, right, and and I'm and I'm pretty sure the other people I have spoken with there in the county are not religious because you can kind of tell. And you know, when I called back to get help uh, from from you know the guy they're planning and zoning, he he knows my, what I'm trying to do, and he just blew me off and put me in the wrong direction, and and uh, and then kind of it was just a, a bad experience. But, but then again, you know, but, a lot of people is it. Um, who are religious are very sorry about cutting you off, Chris, but a lot of people who are religious are very decent people who do things like that. I was just making the point that it doesn't matter if she's doing something good, she's doing something good. I don't think her, her religion matters or even her politics. I don't know why people just identify so much with Democrat. I'm a Democrat and I'm a Republican and I'm an independent and I'm green. I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. It's like, I agree. I think, you know, and I think that's, that's good for them to identify with their own morals and characters and stuff. For me, I use it as a identifier to identify people to work with, to get, to get initiatives completed, to get initiatives deployed, you know, so you have to just be able to disseminate the information to find the right people to have networking with who are going to be like-minded due to their, you know, stance on the religion and politics to sure. deploy initiatives to make a direct mutual aid impact on the community. Yeah. And I get that. I, I know that it's like a common ground. It's like some, one of those things that, to bring people together, just like how I say, oh, I'm, I'm a martial artist. You know, yeah. other martial artists that, you know, when I see other people practicing martial arts, I automatically gravitate towards them because it's something that I, 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 I don't even know what the word is. I, it's not passionate about it. It's not love. It's just like I just I get so excited when it's happening you know it's just like i'm just like i i almost cannot stay back away from it so anyway but i do get people's identifiers of just playing devil's advocate a little bit oh i know i know no no no, i appreciate it because that's what we're supposed to do here right you can do whatever you want we're supposed to be playing that's what men do that's what all even women should be doing we should be we should be challenging each other to have deeper thought and questions and and be doing these things that's the whole point of this so yeah, I mean, no, you, you know, you're, 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 you know, so, so that's, so that when I saw it, I was like, that's great. Like, cause you know, there's clearly a reason why she liked my comment when she liked it, you know, and she's in the position she's in, she could have not done that, which would have just been fine, you know? Um, but 
was showing the public that she agreed with the statement that I was making. So, you know, and shit, that's why not? Set this Mitchell's, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, but it's all about getting, just getting things done. And, and, you know, and, and if that doesn't, uh, I'm not worried about it not working out, like talking to her. She seems like she'll be a good person. I've seen some of her videos on Facebook because, you know, they post these things on Facebook or whatever. And that's where I knew her face from. I was like, I know you're somebody important because you're always on, like, you're always like, oh, hey, we're here doing whatever today. And like, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be meeting with Bobby and anyways, and some of the other, uh, you know, senators and congressmen here. And cause I'm, I'm making the whole, you know, veterans race club, uh, racing club association, a thing, man. Like after people went so far to try to, to discredit it, like, it's just, it's just, you know, I, it's it, it, the same thing that happened with this whole Gary V thing that he posted today is exactly what's going to happen with this. Like I put it at that, put it out there. There was haters, you know, they tried to drag me down, whatever, you know, and, and uh, especially if it doesn't help them. But it, it gave me the fire and ability that I was like, hey, I'm going to take this to the news, you know, and then that's going to go out there and then it's going to get traction. People are going to love it. And um, and then people are going to get help and problems will get solved and there'll be solutions and uh, to, to even more complex problems. And Hey, man. Hey, Doug. Listen, uh, I'm, one of my clients is here earlier. I'm going to have to leave right now. We're gonna to have to catch on on another call later. So, uh, you know, I'll listen to the recording later and catch up with you. Um, but I gotta to get to this client, and then I'm gonna take a little break, cause then I gotta go uh, to Chick's Beach. So I'll catch up with you later, man. Alrighty. All right, brother. Thanks. See you. Alrighty now, so um, let's see what is what we got going on here with the title. Yeah, I mean honestly, so today is July twenty eighth. Um, the fourth ID, um, Ivy Division did say that it is National Buffalo Soldiers Soldiers Day, tenth Cavalry. Um, they were initially started back in Leavenworth, Kansas. Let's see, give you guys a little bit of info here. I should know better. I just know my current unit's um, <laughs> history, which is is the Buffalo Soldiers. So I guess I feel I should feel a little uh, a little bad here, right? Um, I mean, I know, of course, the all, all the basic history, but I couldn't give you the exact years. All right, so it's eighteen sixty six, September twenty first, um, Fort Leavenworth. Yep. Let's see, tenth cavalry here. 10th Cavalry Regiment is a unit of the United States uh, Army formed as a segregated African American unit. The 10th Cavalry was one of the was the original and is the original Buffalo Soldiers Regiment uh, in the post Civil War Regular Army. The served it served in a com in a combat in Indian Wars. They served in uh, the Spanish American Wars, Philippine American Wars, um, and then you know of course we have. World War One. Oh no! I'll just actually just do twentieth century Philippine Philippine American War. 
There's some duties in the west, some duties in the east. Uh, the Mex Mexican expedition that was in 1916 to 1917. World War I, the 10th Cavalry spent some time in World War I. Um, World War II, of course. You go anywhere cool. I mean, it's very, I'm just reading the wiki. Like, I, I, I can deep dive into this, but. Um, you know what the really funny part is as I'm going over this? So, so the, the Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club came to Hampton Roads, Virginia. You know, Tidewater area. A better name is even uh, the Seven Cities. It's like Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Newport News, uh, Chesapeake. These names are usually pretty familiar with people. Um, and they just came recently, so the local news did a story on them. And, you know, being an actual Buffalo Soldiers uh, myself, who, you know, deployed with the 10th Cavalry and OEF-11, um, which is the only deployment the 10th Cavalry's ever done um, to that theater um, ever during the 20 years. And, uh, and we're, you know, in a combat role, of course. Um, but I contacted them and said, hey, man, like... Uh, are you guys interested in, in, in like actually funding and helping some of the guys in my unit that I know that need help? Like they're either severely injured or they have children or, you know, the VA is not giving them disability or like, you know, sometimes just you, things are tough. Right. Um, you know, I said, Hey, I'll show you my DD two fourteen. Like, you know, we're like, we're actual Buffalo soldiers. We're not a bunch of, uh, black Americans running around saying we're Buffalo soldiers. Um, because there's like literally only a few thousand people in the last 20 years that served in that unit. In the last, there's only a few, there's probably less than 10,000 people in the last hundred years that have served in the 10th Cavalry. Um, but, you know, of course I wasn't being egotistical. I was just like, hey man, like, would you be interested in doing this uh, for this group of people? Because you say that like, you know, hey, you're, we're the National Buffalo Soldiers Foundation and we're the motorcycle club and we got tens of thousands of members. And would you like to help the dudes that went and did the dirty deeds to, uh, for you to run around wearing, you know, those, those civil war hats and, and those Stetsons that you didn't earn those Stetsons or those spurs. I didn't say that, but it's like, I mean, you could at least support the guys who, you know, earned their silver spurs and earned their gold spurs and earned their Stetson um, regardless, I never heard from them. So, uh, they also served in the early cold war in 1958. The 10th regiment was re was reenact was reactivated. The unit today where the Buffalo's symbol. Oh, so the, okay. I probably some here while I'm scrolling. Maybe they didn't carry the Buffalo symbol, uh, possibly in world war two. Cause we, they do have an actual crest, you know, um, like a family crest, like a suit of armor type crest that is for the 10th Cavalry, because you got to remember the 10th Cavalry, the Buffalo soldiers were initially like embedded with and were and, and, and fought against um, the Indians. You know, that's where they got their names is that they look like Buffalo, you know, and fought like Buffalo uh, with, you know, this, you know, the strength of 10 men type thing. Um, so. Yeah. So they're, they're in the early cold war. First Squadron, 10th Cavalry. 
second squadron. Let's see. Uh, Vietnam. So, so this is where we get into uh, the division that I was with, the 4th fourth uh, Infantry fourth Division, which is better known as the IV Division because uh, it's got IVs on the patch. And then uh, some late Cold War stuff. Let's see, 21st century. Uh, oh, wow. They No way. They actually got into some of this stuff now. That's cool. I'm not going to get into this because then I'll start getting all uh, up-tempoed. Um, but they actually are covering some of the newer stuff. That's great. Because um, this didn't used to be here. Because my buddy Donnie Roberts was a point man on 180 missions uh, when they invaded Iraq, when they initially reactivated the unit for... Um, the global war on terrorism. If you watch Fahrenheit 9-11 um, by, uh, what's that guy? Michael Moore, I believe. Um, you'll see Donnie Roberts uh, and some of those light skin Humvees throughout the whole entire film. He's a great guy. Uh, he used to drink himself to sleep and piss on himself. And he I loved him to death. Tried to help him out so much for so many years and gave him a free car. And uh, I hope he's doing well. Uh, last time I you know saw him years ago, he he'd, he'd gotten somewhat sober he was much more sober than when i met him uh so clearly i i had uh made an impact on his life and that's all i can do because uh he served before i did you know i went in in 2009 and went uh went to uh, afghanistan in 2010 so you know he he was nothing but a 17 year old 18 year old kid and uh was point man and uh, point man on 200 you know raids uh 200 missions or you know it was probably even more than that you know that was just the ones that they had counted that he you know entered you know uh and on 200 different times uh as the first the first guy in um i mean i I'd, I'd probably drink myself to sleep too anybody who says otherwise is uh i don't know man you must be made of granite you know especially if you're you're a 19 year old kid um when i met him he was only early 30s i was in my early 20s i was uh 24 at the time 25 at the time i think he was like 33 um 32 maybe. Yeah. Um, just an amazing thing. So, you know, um, that's, but that, that kind of suffering, you know, right? Like that's, that's the kind of growth and suffering and things that, that men have to go and, you know, and do to make sure that there's freedom to be had that, you know, the freedom of, of expression here at home. Um, anybody, any man who walks around and can't take another man or woman expressing themselves and it hurts you to the point to where you got to get, uh, like so physically upset with that person, like right then and there and like scream at them and all this stuff. Like you just got to realize, man, we're in America and like, we are so free and you're not, that's not helping the, 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 the atmosphere of what, um, it's not it's not promoting a, a a place of growth where where other other Have I been muted this entire time? This is what I don't like. I, I've been talking for like 15 fucking minutes. Going over all this stuff. Oh, wow.
Um, okay then. Well, wow. Have I really been muted this whole time? That is fantastic. No wonder. Well then, I'll just wrap this up.